Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. This week there was a return to glory for a Manchester City and FPL All-Star and no folks, Richard Dunn has not been signed in the January transfer window. We also saw the return of another familiar foe here to the FPL Hangover. That's right, the dreaded Red Arrow Double Dragon style we both got hit this week. And for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to let him off lightly. You know who I'm talking about. He's my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how you get on, my friend? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks for asking. Hope you're keeping well after this weekend. Yeah. Your Red Arrow as well, right? Yeah, but I'm used to this. Two in a row now, I think. Ah, yeah. Okay. yeah, I think that was my first in four. So, first yeah, I'm still, still doing pretty good anyway. But, yeah, thanks for going easy on me. I don't think I've noticed any correlation between uh, your put-downs in the intro and when you've let me off. But maybe I should notice when... No, have I had a red arrow or not? Maybe that's that's the key to a nice intro. See, yeah, maybe, but I just know I come at you lightning fast. It's not worth it. No. I still rather <laughs> I still rather get insulted every week. It means I'm you know closing up, closing in, and yeah. Well, maybe I'll mix it up. Maybe I'll start leaving you off when you have a, a green arrow, and then you'll be just thrown off. And yeah. well, I have a feeling if we both have red arrows next week, but yours is lower than mine, and I pass you out, I don't think you're going to let me off. Uh, probably not, but I know that you had a prediction this week. It almost was my uh, my highlight of the week, would you believe, Seamus? We're getting right into this. Your prediction this week, and I saw it on the Twittergram, and you said, oh, I can feel it. I'm going to pass Jer out this week. And I nearly replied, how are you feeling now on Sunday? Because not only did you not pass me out, you've slipped to third in our mini league. Oh, but I've closed the gap on you. Wow. There's only three points in, in a gap is now. a gap. Yeah, yeah. A point is as good as a mile. Well, <laughs> talking about that, I know that you're saying that was almost your high point, and it wasn't. Well, my low point this week was getting my transfer decision wrong. Okay. And I should have went with the poll I put out on Twitter earlier on this week when I asked, um, you know, which transfer should I make? So I was getting rid of Guibert. It's kind of done nothing for me anyway, and... He didn't even play against Man City, but I'm glad for that because if he had, I'm sure he would have got negative points because they conceded six. So in the end, I went with Sice for Wolves for what I consider to be an absolute banker of a clean sheet. But yeah. no, Newcastle, not for the first time this season when they've had been looking terrible going forward. And now when they like have like tons of injuries and they looked flat on their feet in the last game, somehow scored with their only shot and target in that game. Was that their the only shot and target? Only shot and target in the 10th minute. Uh, and that was a clean sheet gone. And they've done this to me a few times when I've gone in <laughs> against Newcastle for like, that's a definite clean sheet. They've scored. And when they score, they score early. I don't know if it's worse that they score earlier and I'm sitting there the whole time going, clean sheet gone, or is it worse to kind of lose it at the death? It's probably worse to lose it at the death. It's definitely worse to lose it at the death. But I think if I remember correctly, I jumped off Liverpool double defence at the start of the season a week or so earlier than you. And you had Liverpool double defence for the Newcastle match. Yeah, and they did Willem score that cracker? Exactly, and that was yeah. No, they they you they have bitten you a few times this this season. Uh, it, it's been things like that that have been a pain. But I mean, when I it's when I look at the alternatives, like I put a poll up on Twitter as I said, and Holgate won that poll. What was your options? Uh, Holgate, Sice, um, Cathcart, who also got a clean sheet, and I can't remember the last one. It might have even been Williams. I know I was looking at Williams, but I think I was considering him less. And you were just looking um, for a 4.4 <clears throat> defender. 4.4 or less defender. Cart was 4.3. It had to be 4.4. Because, and I could have gone for a Liverpool defender, which was what I was considering. But I kind of had decided I was going to go for 
Mo Salah in for Martial this week, and I said, look, it's got to be 4.4 or less to afford it. So that's why I was like, okay, free punt, one week hit. Who won the poll? Holgate, uh, yeah, Holgate won. And you ignored and Twitter. I ignored the poll. Uh, Sice was in second, but the thing with Sice is he had a really good attacking thread as well. He's been really, looking really good, uh, getting a lot of touches in the box, a lot of shots the last few weeks. But no, it was the other centre-back in their three-man defence that yeah. uh, scored this week, Dendonker, who's sitting cosily on my bench with 10 points. So that's that's my low point. Yeah, I mean, the Dendonker thing, I'm sure you're like, whatever, you were never going to consider him. But size, yeah, that could be a real sticker. So how did that affect your overall rank and what did you actually get? What was your total points this week, Shanks? I still had a pretty good week. Well, not a pretty good week, but a pretty average arrow. week. It was yeah. a red arrow. Yeah. Let's not mince our words here. Um, I got a score of 58. The average was 57. So I'm still above the average, even if it's only by one. So it's a good week to have a bad week. Yeah. Um, my game week rank was 3.4 million, you know, out of what? Is there 7 million, 6.5, 7 million now? So kind of in the middle. And my overall rank dropped from 244k. Uh, it dropped to 244k, so I dropped 16k this week. So, minimal. To be honest, I was on a slight green arrow before the City game, and if it wasn't, that was almost my my low point. Um, was almost Man City's hammering of Aston Villa when I only had De Bruyne. I say only had De Bruyne, he got me nine points. Brilliant. But the uh, the other players in there that were kind of well that had been purchased in the last few weeks, Aguero and Mares, had uh, such such large hauls that. They didn't like. They didn't need to score that like last goal, the sixth goal, where the defender passes straight to Maris, who slips it to Aguero, and then he smashes it in. Aguero doesn't need sixteen points for it to be a bad week, so I think every goal was not going to be down like about two or three k. Yeah, but that was such for the majority because I think City were kind of sleepers, and it's something we'll get into later on in the pod. But yeah, you suffered a rare arrow similar to myself. I uh, I dropped, you know. A slightly higher uh, kind of amount. I dropped from one eighty down to two twenty. Oh really? Yeah, two eighteen. So I'm how just many out... points did you score? I got a total of fifty five. Fifty five. So three points. So I'm. What are you on now? Total points to say there. Total points is one two five seven. Okay, there's four points to this. Uh, I'm one two five three. So yeah, I made three points on you, but you dropped. 40k was it yeah i dropped 40k yeah so it's, t- it's still super tight in it there is, you know it is, it is and i mean i'll take it i mean as you said it's a good week to have a bad week because it wasn't that bad a fucking week there's there's going to be worse between now and the end of the season but in general like i suppose the big the big thing for me would have been i went with Vardy captain instead of rashford yeah i was just going to ask where were your points because we we um we both captained Vardy in the end but we our teams are kind of not totally similar. No, they're not. We have differentials. I mean, my my big one is is Rashford, and you have Martial. You also have Danny Dingling Ings. So I mean, I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna get to to throw that one around again later on. But yeah, Rashford. You know, he's that really nice fixture at home to Norwich. But I wanted to play it a bit safe. I suppose that's the kind of the thing when you're you know things are going kind of relatively well. You don't want to rock the boat too much. And I went fuck it, Vardy at home to Southampton. You know he's uh, he's due, he's due a, a return to form surely. Yeah. And uh, no, he got an assist, so I'm glad there's, there's no blank there. But Rashford obviously got the two goals, and you're going yeah. That's do you, do you uh, still have Jimenez? I still have Jimenez. Yeah, okay. I still have Jimenez. Luckily, like, did you consider it, him at all for captaincy? No, no. I mean, with t- such strong options like Vardy at home to Southampton and Rashford at home to Norwich, like if I was to think of a third, it would have probably been something like KDB 
to Villa. Yeah. You know, who delivered nine points, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he was far down. I think the two for me, Rashford and Vardy, were just, you know, such solid options. It was between those two. Mm-hmm. And I went with Vardy and he didn't deliver. But I mean, that wasn't my, my local. Well, point, he got it? an assist, so he didn't completely blank. He just didn't give as much as. Um, yeah, exactly. I think something similar, like seven points. In five the difference is five points is the minimum you'd expect. There's only four point difference. If you own both, you only lost out on four points. Yeah. Oh, sorry, between Rashford. Oh, well, yeah. you lost out in seven there, yeah. yeah. Which is no big deal. But, I mean, my low point of the week, and I hate to steal your thunder, but I imagine it's your high point, uh, is, you know, a little something-something that happened towards the end of the game on Friday evening. Oh, the Friday evening game. Do yes, that is that is my uh, high point. Absolutely. My double at Sunderland defence, saved by VAR. You've done it again. In the last minute. You've only done it again, Of injury time. Yeah, because... You've, Sun- you've called Sheffield United Sunderland once again. Oh, did I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even realise. Yeah, I know. I was like, no, no, I'm not just talking over you. I mean, you, you've just... you done it again. I thought, you saying, I thought you were saying you poxed into it again, no, you no. son of a... Yeah, yeah, no, it's... um, Yeah, I I think that's just going to have to that's so lean into it. It's I just the keep colors, doing man. it. It's the colours. It's the stripes, man. Yeah, it is. So And they have black shorts as well, just yeah. like Sunderland. Oh, yeah. Well, Sheffield United with my Henderson goalkeeper and Lundstrom. Look, everyone has Lundstrom. That's fine. But only a certain percentage of people, a small percentage, have the double Sheffield United fence. I'm one of those players and uh, to see the clean sheet wiped out in the like la- what would have been like almost the last kick of the game and it looked like a completely legitimate goal, goal. Yeah. it wasn't offside I was raging at Egan for not clearing the ball properly then I was raging at Besic who was running back who stopped because he thought that it was going to be covered and then I was raging at Baldock zooming back in and playing on uh, Snodgrass who got the goal and then so you were just full out. of rage. So I was just like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So just to see it actually kind of come in on it, there was obviously going to be no time to play it. Uh, I don't know, West Ham didn't deserve it. Uh, Sheffield United weren't that good, but they did have chances. Fleck should have scored. Fleck is looking good, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd take a, use a midfield spot on him, though. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he's 4.9. I think uh, I think he's as good. Him and Cantwell are definitely the best fifth. Yeah. I've warned choices. you about mentioning his name yeah. before we recorded. Well, I have chance. to mention Cantwell. He didn't <laughs> score this week, so you can you can simmer down. You can thank my, my lucky grace. That's yeah, definitely my uh, my high point. And how, like, how was your feeling on that? Did had yeah, you seen that? It had... I was watching it live. I was after coming back from a week's work. I was sitting down Friday evening after the weekend. I had a bottle of wine. I was feeling fancy. You know, I wanted to. Indulge and a uh, bottle of wine watching. Had one eye on the game, one eye on the guitar. I was kind of playing a few tunes, and uh, yeah, I was delighted when Snodgrass scored. I was just like, oh, brilliant! There's one of Seamus's few differentials on me, and the double sheet, not just for you, because there are several people. And I think that day, coming up to it, I assume the fact that it was so close to the Sheffield United West Ham match, Twitter, and I feel like we're sponsored by Twitter, we've mentioned it so much in 20 minutes into the pod we're not 10 minutes into the pod but uh, we're not no uh, but yeah it's just I, it was just so much kind of triple Sheffield United defence double Sheffield United defence talk that I was kind of really feeling like oh man I only have one and he went off in the 60 that minute like just past yeah. the 6 minutes so I was happy I was like I still get my fucking clean sheet. Fuck you, uh, yeah. double, uh, Sheffield United. And, you know, as you said, it looked like a completely uh, legitimate goal. Uh, you, you weren't even thinking about a possible handball. And then to see the... As soon as I saw the replay, though, I was like, that's going to be ruled out. That's um, Yeah, that's I kind of thought so myself. But there was a lot of people that weren't happy with it. And I was like, I don't really mind that because that's just, you know, proper use of VR to apply a rule that's I'm there. I'm not going to get into it. And it's it. consistent. But I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, we, we refuse to kind of discuss VR too much. 
I'm not a fan of it. I thought that was a fine application of it, but others uh, think the rules need to be changed. I don't think that rule needs to be changed. I think that was a bullshit uh, call. So as I said, we're not getting into okay, it. Okay, we could literally it. just argue about this for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was but your high point? My high point, uh, which was probably very low, close to your low point, was Danny Ying's yellow card in the Southampton That was your high point? That, of course that was my fucking high point. I kind of thought of that as being my high point, but low I was point. like, all right, I thought of that as being my low point because... It did cost him bonus. It cost definitely did. It possibly cost him three. It definitely yeah. cost him two. I mean, one, minus one plus at least two bonus. Um, yeah, those yellow cards are so punitive. I wanted to make this entire episode the Danny Ings special, except he only scored five points. I mean, if he got more... If he got, he three, bo- if he got three bonus points for scoring that goal, you would be on top of the target league Exactly. Right yeah. So I'm of course I'm delighted he went up and ripped his shirt off. And it was only post Southampton match because I actually didn't see the Leicester Southampton game uh, when I heard about the, the the antics that Danny Ings had been up to throughout the match, hitting the posts, I believe, several times. Crossbar twice, once from uh, a great strike, instinctively taking it first time uh, on the edge of the box. One where he got in in front of his marker near post and flicked it over Schmeichel, hit the bar. And then... Who was it? Redmond played him through and he had a one-on-one with uh, Schmeichel and instead of sticking in the bottom left corner he kind of went back the way the keeper was coming from mm. and Schmeichel made a great reaction save to tip around the post. He, uh, One of those had to go in and because yeah. if he gets the second goal it doesn't matter if he's got a yellow. He's getting the max bones. So... He could. You're you're lucky. He could have had a 15 pointer there. Yeah, I know. So yeah, his yellow point is definitely my highlight of the week, and we've probably self indulged too much in our own teams. There's definitely I can self indulge a bit more. <laughs> well, I'm actually a little irritated that you didn't comment on my intro a little bit more. I mentioned Richard Dunn. Come on, Seamus. That was yeah. a pretty solid. Well, Irish look, we're we're analysis. all about the Breen sheets, not the Dunn sheets. Well, <laughs> well it would be called something better. We than call the, the Dunn deal or something. Yeah, like the, that. exactly. Oh my god. Maybe that's the next segment. Maybe that's next season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the done deal. I love it. But yeah, football and legend. And you just skip by it, James. Irish football and legend, I should say. Big um, fan of uh, Dunn. Yeah, Dunny. but I even put research into it. Do you know what I found out today with Richard Dunn? No. He holds the record for the... Most on goals? No, no. Because that's what I was... That was one of the things I was toying with. It was He is an own goal scoring machine. Uh, but no, for most red cards. Most red cards. Most red cards. Yeah, red he cards. used to always get sent off. Yeah. Yeah. Himself, Patrick Vieira, and Big Dunk himself have the highest amount of red cards. At least that's what Wikipedia told me. All right. but that can't be wrong. No, that's never wrong. Yeah. That's completely legitimate and peer-reviewed uh, evidence. But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that up because I did go to the effort of typing a name into Google Chems before we moved on. Good stuff, good stuff. I mean, to no, a- another... Low point of the week. Oh, sorry, I'm kind of moving on from Don. Do you, you want to go on about wax lyrical about Don a bit? More? No, no, I was going to use it as a segue to move nicely into another Man City legend that I alluded to in the intro, which was the one everyone's talking about this week, Mr. Kun Aguero. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah, absolute scumbag. He'd done his hair up again. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think he, I saw there that, well, at least Man City tweeted again with Twitter, but Twitter's where we engage with most of our, our followers yeah. and stuff. So we should come up with like a better word for it. Like a code word for Twitter. Twitter? Yeah. We'll we'll do it after. The team machine? The team. <laughs> Time machine? I don't know. Well, on uh, on the team machine, we, um, Man City. Are you saying team or team? T. Oh, T. Oh, team yeah. machine. T oh, is in Twitter. I thought you said the machine. I was like, yeah. what the fuck are you using it for? <laughs> Let's not bring this up again. But this on Twitter. Next week's intro. Next week's intro. On Twitter, Man City tweeted after the game that, that he now has got 13, I think. Or is it 12? 13 or 12 uh, hat tricks, which is the most hat tricks um, 
by any player in the Premier League. Yeah, I saw an interesting one. It was like combining like was it Ronaldo's hat tricks and all of these people's hat tricks, and it was like saying he's got more hat tricks than them. Sure, Ronaldo only has one hat trick. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's, he kept getting know, loads of braces and yeah. yeah. I mean, braces and he also is the match of the day laboured points a lot of times. Uh, that he's also the highest scoring non-British player in the history of the Premier League now. Yeah, he passed out Henry. Yeah. So tell me, how's the feel not having him in, in your FPL team? Well, I've had him plenty, but but right now, it's a bit sickening to see him get twenty points. Like mm, big like, haul. Three goals and an assist. And the assist was when I was watching the match, I missed the match. Um, but when he, he gets it midfield, he passes out to Mares and runs into the box. And even like De Bruyne steps over, lets it roll past him. And then I saw it, I was like, that's not going to be his assist now. And just watching Mares go through, go through, and players back off, back off. And then he hits a shot near post, which the keeper should have saved. I don't, I have, haven't seen people saying that enough. It was a very weak attempt for the keeper to stop a near post shot uh, creeping in. Um, I was like that's kind of a bullshit assist but you get these bullshit assists the whole time and I've been the beneficiary in enough occasions that I'm happy enough to let, it, let that go but then just like like that keeper's rubbish man for an island he looked good in the cup against uh, Leicester during the week but again I thought he could have done better for I think Keaton would have saved Aguero's second goal which was a cracker Yeah. and uh, yeah defensively there were shambles for last one but we are a bit guilty for not speaking up Man City well, that's what I was alluding season, to. Is last like, week. We did kind of, uh, we didn't mention a lot of them last week, and I suppose when you look back at it and you're going, yeah, fixture against Villa, we should have probably focused on that a bit more. But hey, we're all about the long term thinking, yeah. and I don't blame us for being distracted by a double game week. And Live the thing around. about it as well is, we didn't know who Man City were going to play that against United midweek, uh, who they were going to rest. They actually rested Aguero and Jesus, which. Yeah. And they both started. That weekend. was before our pod, so we were kind of like, okay, they could start both, which they did to Raheem Sterling's owner's detriment. Yeah. Didn't even get a minute. And I think if you own Raheem Sterling now, you. This is why I wasn't worried about Raheem Sterling, even though he's a great away record in that game. But Aguero and Jesus up front in a two-man strike force. Um, Are you worried if you're a Raheem Sterling owner? Yeah, I mean, like I was worried twelve weeks ago. That's why I got rid of him twelve weeks ago. Yeah, I actually would be pretty confident going into this home match against uh, against uh, Crystal Palace. I I don't see Sterling being rested again. Do you? I don't see him being rested this week. But he could. He definitely could. I mean, if I was yeah. Pep, I think Pep's got to do this kind of thing more where he kind of goes, I'm going to play the team that played well. Their two biggest wins this season were when Sterling was benched. Yeah. What was the other game? They won 8-0 or something or like that? Or what? Yeah, what well, was that game? hammered Watford 6-0 or something. Yeah, whatever game that was, that was another game where uh, Sterling was benched. And that was when KDB got like 17 points. People had him as vice captain. So, yeah. Um, so you're saying of like the massive um, Man City options out there being... KDB, Aguero, Jesus, even Mares, even though I, I don't really think he's much of an option either. But uh, Sterling's like down past Aguero and Mares, or is he? He's down past. He's certainly behind KDB and Aguero, so and he's KDB's top, right? I'd probably rather have Mares now than Sterling anyway. Yeah. Because I I wouldn't captain Mares, and I wouldn't want to captain Sterling now anyway. Yeah. So I think if you have someone like Sterling, you have to have to cap- captain him. If you're and, paying that much money for yeah, him. Yeah, and I looked at it, and he has blanked. I've had seven captain blanks this season mm-hmm. out of 22, and he has accounted for three of those seven. That son of a bitch. Yeah, so he's my average uh, points per captain is something like 16 or 15 or something like that. But when he has averaged me 10 points per captain, so he's dragging down my average. Yeah. Well, you know me, Seamus, and I'm... 
the eternal optimist. And when you look at, if anyone did have Sterling in their team, you would be sickened that he didn't get in amongst the points against Villa. Yeah. But I think a home match against Crystal Palace in 23 leads you perfectly into swapping him into maybe a Liverpool midfielder in 24. And I think that's what a lot of people were looking at. Um, the stats were there, um, very much so. The Renegades on their pod last week mentioned that you know he's away stats and how like amazing he's been doing away from home and why Drew was going to captain him this week which he did but didn't come on so I, I think he ended up um, okay we're just yeah. <laughs> throwing shade I, I don't know who you're talking about <laughs> he's listing right now I, still who's he <clears throat> move oh, on chance. okay well he uh, <laughs> he ended up getting a variety of cap anyway but he made a very convincing argument for Sterling apart from the fact that he was a rotation risk which he did mention but you know he didn't play a minute so I think Aguero would have been the person I would have looked at in Man City last week again, but unless you had Kane. See, that was a big thing, and that's why Aguero was probably felt a bit closer to the FBL hangover than it, it could have been, is the fact that a regular listener in the pod and one of our mini league uh, members had Aguero. And it was a massive, you know, as as it was for obviously every Aguero owner, but basically you shot him right back. Yeah, he captained Aguero. And actually, this is we'll talk about segues. This is we're like in we're we're in, in sync. sync. Yeah, we're in sync right now. We're a, I was we're trying to think of a more end. fancy word for in sync. Guess who the FPL Hangover Podcast Mini League said it right that time. Mm. Manager of the week is this week. Our good close friend Steve Scully. He is not. Yeah, That's yeah. Brilliant. Score of eighty six points this week with his team. He's magic, you know. I've always wondered who's that in reference to. I it must be Aguero this all week. I, know I think it's very appropriate this week. Yeah, all I know is that was Dutch goal inspired. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, he had Harry Kane who got obviously injured yeah. in the previous game week. So he has no Liverpool players, yeah. by the way. So that is a problem. Um, but he'll take a minus eight yeah. in game week 24. You know him. Yeah, he, so He's relatively maverick. Yeah, he know? had the option then of going. I think the only people I saw with Aguero were people who had Kane. Yeah. People who jumped off Vardy, which was quite premature, I think, but could be a good move, uh, possibly, depending. I'm not going to do it. I'm still going to trust Vardy, but people, you know, if he goes on a blank, then people with Aguero could be, you know, benefiting. Uh, and people who wildcarded either this week or the previous week. And uh, yeah, Steve didn't wildcard, but he got rid of Kane, got in Aguero, captained him, KDB, Richarlison as well. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, he has, a, he's, all his strikers came in because he also has uh, Tammy Abraham and Jamie Vardy. And he had Lundstrom. But the question there is, the problem there is no uh, no Liverpool players. So that's yeah. Well, it didn't be a really problem. matter so much this week. I mean, Salah got an assist, I believe, did he? And yeah. it was obviously the, the clean uh, sheet. Which yeah, he's, is, he's no defenders either. Yeah, I guess as I was saying, it, I kind of realised, wait a minute, no Liverpool players means no clean sheet. No six of the, la- or of the last six weeks clean sheets. Yeah, and so, no Trent Alexander-Arnold. Getting, but he was ahead of me five or six weeks ago he's doing well and he's dropped down um, but he, this has definitely helped him come back because he's within 28 yeah. points of you so he's within 25 points of me yeah. but yeah look I mean that's our manager week not just for our own um, private mini here, league but for the FPL Hangover Podcast mini league while we're at the, that segment you might as well call out who's, uh, who's top of our FPL Hangover mini league or you know the top five I'll do the top five um, so in fifth place new entrance in, entrant into the top five it's Kyle Byrne which mm-hmm. is at FPL Crypto um, you oh, know, he's up to the top five. For yeah, he's broken into the top five. He had a great week. I think he had like the second best score of the week. He had something like a seventy-nine. I think he had. Fantastic. Um, in fourth place, form number one, and uh, slowly moving down the rankings is David Grant. In third place, Paul Galloway. He is also dropped down a place last week's number two. Anthony Clark, 
Whitty's team, Chicken Caesar Salah, has moved up to second. And then in number one, no surprises here for the last few weeks, it's been Luke Burgess with Lukewarm FC. Right now, his overall rank is 537. It's going to take a son off Shotgun to three get red to Three <laughs> red arrows in a row for the man. But he's still actually getting good scores. It's just because he's so goddamn high. Yeah, those red arrows, are they come with the territory. Yeah, he was in 170 and two something, and now he's yeah. down to uh, 537. I would I would take that at, after 22 game weeks, would you? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, once you're on top of the FPL hangover podcast mini league, <laughs> then uh, you know, you're on top of the world. So. And we actually got to nail down our, uh, our prize number one yeah well we can do that off air but i'm, I'm gonna do I, as soon I as i know what it is as soon as i get paid this month's wages we're uh we're gonna start uh getting that order yeah, yeah yeah i think so i think i've got some ideas for some kind of comedic merch uh in mind as well i think it'd be mildly funny like a little so, handbook of your stand-up jokes i don't have stand-up jokes oh, i'm talking about dildos oh, <laughs> and then you know have fpl up your ass oh on god the, <laughs> on the side of them but uh, again, you know, I need to think yeah, these We're massive things. in Malaysia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you picked Malaysia. <laughs> I don't know. I had to pick a random yeah, country. Yeah, pick a random Malaysia. country. Probably says more about I'm you than you care to. I'm let. offending our Malaysian friends. I've never been. I hear yeah. it's lovely. We actually do have a certain uh, population of Malaysian listeners, if that's the correct way of saying it. But it uh, a population of listeners and a murder of crows. But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, so no massive change at the top for the league. But it's, it's great to see a familiar face get manager of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, Seamus, what would be left to talk about is something that I'm very sure we're going to see crop up in this week's questions. And that's why we're going to go straight to the drunk tank. Okay, so uh, we've had a lot of questions on the one topic, really. Um, it's all about Liverpool and the double game week 24 fixtures coming up. I came and up with a good name for that today. What's that? Red Dread. Red Dread? Yeah. It was originally... Please. So I was coming... Well, just like you're, you're afraid of the Reds. You know, Red Dread, you're thinking about it. Game week 24, what Liverpool players should I have? And then I was thinking you could apply it to that time of the month when it's better to go down to the pub instead of going home and spend a little bit of time. I think that it works better in that context. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Well, that's why I didn't didn't use it. But Red Red is pretty good. Come on. Yeah, yeah I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I, I was just calling it Double Gaming 24. I thought that kind of summed it up. Fine, 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 fine. fine. Double, whoa, tough crowd. <laughs> okay, well, let's see how we'll let, let that marinate and uh, see how that looks next week. But yeah, that's uh, where the majority of questions are this week. We've had a few different ones. Go to the first one, I think, kind of sets us up nicely here is FPL King's question where he says, I have Salah and Robbo. Are the cool kids going double Liverpool midfielders, uh, i.e. Mane and Salah, or Mala, as I like to call them, or double defence? He's been planning to bring in Mane, but now he's having second thoughts. What do you think? What do you think, first of all? We've mentioned it, thought about it in previous pods, but... We said we'd have to decide closer to the time. It's getting close to that time now. Do you know what you're doing? No. <laughs> I knew what I was doing before game week 22 started. And now game week 22 is over. And I'm actually worse for wear in terms of whether I go midfield 2 or defense 2. Because uh, I have Mane and I have trained. So do, as was a King put it, like the cool kids. Yeah. Do I go with, uh, what does he say the cool kids are doing? Double Liverpool midfield. Or double, yeah. you know, he's asking, are the cool kids going for double midfield or double defense? I think the cool kids are probably going with attacking. I think the safe option, like the boring option, is uh, double defense one attacker because like nearly everyone will have a midfielder. So I think the the safe kind of more reliable one for me would be 
just two Liverpool defenders and hope you get a Laporte-esque return like you did last year. Yeah. Um, For well, I think don't the, remember, the cool look, kids are yeah. going double midfield. I think it was that game week 24, 25, maybe 25 last season where Man City had a double game. Tough games as well. One was against um, Everton, who were in good form at the time. And one was Arsenal, one was Chelsea. Was that it? It doesn't matter. And Laporte <laughs> ended up being the highest point scorer that game week. Um, Which was a big shock. And even I though mean, Aguero was banging in hat-tricks and shit. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think the cool kids are going to go double attack in midfield. Because I think it takes a bit of balls to put that much money into into Liverpool. Yeah, it It's means, a lot easier to get the double defence in. It means like either selling KDB, you know, to facilitate it. Or dropping, you know, a premium forward like Rashford or maybe Vardy or someone else to, you know, to, mm. to afford it. Um, and it is easier to just make that extra money to upgrade... Uh, second defender to mm. you know one of Robbo or even Van Dyke or maybe just go Gomez if you can't afford it. So you, I think you should have three uh, Liverpool. Steve, the same yeah. to you. It was none. Um, you should have three Liverpool. And uh, that's something like while you're on it is it's surprising that with all of the different voices <laughs> that are in FPL from all over different fucking parts of the internet and, and whatever, I haven't heard anyone say that you could go without three Liverpool. Anyone. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, which I is like, true. yeah, it's just like everyone's just been automatically like, which which tree do I have? Yeah. Which is kind of, must be, uh, it's a rarity in FPL to, yeah. in FPL terms. Just so you mentioned a while ago that you thought you knew what you were doing before game week twenty two, but now you don't have a clue. What were you thinking of, and what has helped you change your mind a bit? So I was uh, basically going to go with Salah Mane, and as I said, I have Trent, so that was going to be my three Liverpool, and I made. That's why I got McCarthy in this week. So my transfer this week, which I didn't say, was basically Pope out and McCarthy in, and that one save point was a close runner for my my highlight. If I wasn't such a bitter bastard and wanted the Ings yellow card to be my highlight, uh, it could have been that McCarthy save point because that gave him three and gave me. Uh, plus one on my transfer so you know yourself it's all of the little victories and uh, yeah I have McCarthy because I wanted to make the money I think 4.3 is, is crazy good value and Southampton are just on the up at the moment so um, again a team that we probably haven't given enough respect to yet but I'm sure we'll get to it I think I have I well, think I well I, in the forms of things isn't the same as fucking talking about how well Southampton have done as a team yeah damn. Like, like Ings has been tipping away for more than the last for for a while now, you could say, was it arguably what? How many weeks now? Twelve weeks? I believe. Yeah, he's been performing unreal. I can't tell you the exact number of weeks. About eleven weeks, I think, yeah. or something like that. But I, I think I heard a stat on match of the day. Uh, I believe it was match of the day that over the last uh, ten game weeks, only Liverpool have a better uh, record than Denver. Southampton. Yeah, yeah. Watford have like a brilliant record over the last five, but over the last ten, I think it's like form guide is Liverpool and then Southampton. Yeah, so I don't feel I'm actually pretty. I'm happier now that I have McCarthy in my team than I was when I made the transfer. Like yeah. I was annoyed at myself. But you were doing that what to free up money for... to free up money for Salah and to basically go from Ali to Salah, mm-hmm. and now that was to do it all without a hit because then I would downgrade Jimenez to Greenwood or I could downgrade Rashford <laughs> to to Ings and uh, go from Ali to Salah. And now I'm, I've am i missed a price drop. I was to the zero on that, like right to the bone. 0.0, couldn't miss any price drops. Mm-hmm. Ali has dropped now this week. So I'm basically 0.1 off doing the Jimenez down to to Greenwood. But you could go to... Oh, no, he's cheaper than Connolly, isn't he? He's 4.3 or he's something. He's 4.3. Yeah. And you know who the only player that's cheaper than 4.3 is? 
Oh, Brewster. Exactly. So uh, that's a, a bittersweet... Uh, so the question is, do you want to drop Rashford after him scoring you 12 yeah, points exactly. and in such good form? Well, luckily I have uh, a fantastic match against City to decide whether Rashford is droppable or not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, so basically my point is, that's given me thought, food for thought, but not just the fact that it's going to now require maybe an extra move. Also the fact that they've now kept, what, five or six clean sheets on the bounce? Yeah. If, which is crazy, considering how long it took them to string a consecutive. Uh, Joe Gomez together. has really um, formed a really good partnership with um, with Van, Van Dijk, Dijk there. Yeah. He's just got such pace that they can. It really suits their new high line that they've been playing all this season, which yeah. was catching them out of it to start. I think they're competent, uh, confident enough that you know VAR will catch any marginal offside calls, so they just play that super high line. Um, but that's what I was thinking I'll, and now I'm up and over but where I'll, are you? I'll tell you I've already decided what I'm doing I decided a couple of weeks ago um, you're going I look both ways and I was considering being a bit Ned Flanders that's a bit of an in-joke to those who, in the to know, to, between me and you <laughs> and uh, possibly some other listeners out there but I was thinking of being uh, you know, living up to my Ned Flanders kind of style yeah. nickname and uh, why can't we just all get you along? You should be careful because you're actually going to end up getting known as the Ned Flanders of FPL. Yeah. yeah. And you don't even have a moustache. Or I glasses. Kind of do. It's a beard, man. It's not a moustache. It doesn't count if it's all over your face. Okay, well. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was going for the, the safe double defence is what I was thinking of. I could easily do that. I had the money in the bank. I could just upgrade someone to Robbo. Yeah. I have Trent, Robbo and Mane. But then I kind of looked at it a bit more and I decided, you know what? That's why I had to be go for a 4.4 or 4.3 last week. And I've already pulled the trigger on the move, so I can tell you exactly what I've done. So you've done the move? I've, I've made the move. See, made it Saturday as soon as people didn't get injured. So you're going into Liverpool Man United with double Liverpool midfield? Yeah. Interesting. Double Liverpool midfield. Who I've did you get it. out for Salah? So uh, Martial made way for Salah. Ooh, yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. I just fancy that um, Salah is going to score more in his three games in these next two than Martial will up against Liverpool's defence. Yeah. I know. They have a really nice game in game of 24, but Man- uh, Liverpool have two games. And this is their penalty. And this is their penalty taker as well. So. Yeah. Um, and I uh, downgraded to facilitate that. I downgraded Jimenez, who's been fantastic for me, but I had to get rid of him. And I thought it was a good chance to move to Neil Mopé, oh, who has got like two really good fixtures in the next two. So home to Aston Villa, who just got spanked by Man City and have looked terrible defensively. Brighton haven't looked that great, so he hasn't got great form. I'm just taking a go on the fixtures to facilitate this. Fair enough. And uh, the next game after that is uh, Bournemouth away, and Bournemouth will be shocking. And potentially after that. You've got uh, West Ham United who are missing Fabianski potentially. So I think those are I'm playing the fixtures. Yeah. So what I'm you're not... saying is basically that if you were if people are looking to get rid of a a striker to make money and are looking at budget strikers, you're recommending Mopé because you've gone ahead and done that. I've gone ahead and done it. I don't think it's a bad move. It's not ideal. I'd rather keep Jimenez, but just to move over to those for two or three weeks and then I can move back to Jimenez. Jimenez now is now blanked for me three game weeks in a row. Didn't start. He didn't start against Man City. Oh, okay. He came off the bench, got one point, and then he's blanked two in a row now. Um, and I even highlighted it last week. The reason I wouldn't have captain Timonez was because like they drew both these games. So they're playing Southampton this week, and they played Newcastle last week. They drew both those games earlier on the season, and they seem to struggle against the lesser teams. You were saying, yeah, the non-top six teams. So, and that was the same problem last year. So I was like, you know what? Let's get off Jimenez. They tighten up. Like their fixtures then get. Harder after that, which we know him and his can score from. 
So ironically, he'll probably do well in those games. Yeah. Um, so I was happy to go with that. And I the reason I did it is I've been listening to other podcasts. Sorry, Jarrah, but you know, I have been out there That's listening to other podcasts and just talking to people on Twitter and it's the only way you know how, how special I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you need to comparison. You need to kind of wander. Taste to kind the, of know the, the vanilla. How well you have home. yeah, know how well you have it at home. Yeah. You know, go for it. So um, I've been listening to other podcasts, and I've, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to uh, you know some good managers' advice and, and on Twitter as well. I'm discussing with people, and I remembered back to Game Week 24 at when that tw- Game, Game Week 25 last season <laughs> when Man City had their double, okay. and the fixtures didn't look great then. As I said, I think it was Arsenal and Chelsea, uh, or it could have been Arsenal and Everton, but I said you know what those aren't great fixtures for Man City and I went in with like Salah or not not Salah what's his Sané who's now injured um, made my triple cap oh no I didn't make my triple cap made my captain for the love of God when you get to it (laughs) okay but I didn't attack the game week I was very you know what I'm not going to take a chance in the big hitters Salah banged in a hat trick got 20 goddamn something points uh, and I realised why didn't I do it that's the obvious move so I think I'd rather attack this double game week and I'm definitely using my triple captainship yeah it's more fun yeah it's more fun um, you know, I didn't want to. I want to shake this Ned Flanders tag I've self-appointed almost. Yeah, you've just one hundred percent self-appointed. <laughs> uh, and just like just play more aggressively and just kind of go, yeah, let's go. And then I can decide which of the two I want. Um, in the double game week, I probably go Mane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I've done, and I think King. The way I would look at it is the cool kids are attacking the game week and they're going for Mane and Sally. Yeah. Mane and Sally. Sally. Mala. Um, and the cautionary and safe people are going for double defence and I don't think that's a bad move either and they could definitely just as likely score you know Van Dijk could pop up with uh, a goal at any stage um, bonus points are there Gomez I don't think he's going to much of a goal threat but he could get bonus um, I'd only go for Gomez if he couldn't afford to get Trent and Rubble. yeah fair enough I'd go for letting my rank decide like I don't know what ranking is but uh, if I was looking to kind of maybe make some big gains, I think your best bet is the two attackers. Yeah. I think it'll be easier to, to get the double defence. Simple okay. as that. So there's other questions similar to what we've just answered there for King, but one is FPL Ferry. He said he has Trent and Salah, and he was planning on getting Mane, but now he's unsure of selling Martial. Well, I can tell you, Ferry, that I've gone ahead and made that move, Martial out, Salah, uh, Mane, Salah in, in this case. And I think Mane is definitely the one I would rather have if I could only have one of Salah or Mane. Personally, I don't know. Why do you think? No, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, and you've made the move. So I think that's that my endorsement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Didi um, at Lefe78A has asked, uh, I have Salah in double defence in Van Dijk and Trent, but I'm tempted by either Mane or Firmino for the double game week. So he's saying, should I stick with what I have already or would we recommend one of Mane or Firmino um, out for... So know, he has the three Liverpool already? Yeah, he has Salah and a double Liverpool defence of oh. Van Dijk and Trent. Oh, so just stick. Yeah, just, I th- I think the same. Just yeah, sick, you yeah. know. You've got you've made your kind of bed now. Just know, I mean, what I would say is, after this Man United game, if it seems like you wanted you were more worried about triple captaining Mane than Salah, then yeah, you could always consider a move. I said this last week. You weren't a fan of this sideways move, but I don't think there's a problem. I wouldn't go ripping up your team to try and get Firmino in. I don't think he'll prove to be worth it. Um, I Even though he's good away from move home. opens you up to the worst kind of heartache. Yes. Yeah, but know? yeah, could, potentially. But uh, what I would say this is Manny's effective ownership, um, especially in the top 10k, 
is much, much higher than Salah's. So if Mane does bang, it's going to hurt a whole lot more than if Salah bangs. So does Didi have Mane or Salah? He has Salah. He doesn't have Mane. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about either either of it, to be 100% honest with you. As you said, you've made your bed to, uh, you know, to uh, some extent. And you kind of have, like, the, again, the eternal optimist. You kind of have this weird option uh, where while everyone over the next two weeks is going to be you know, hustling and bustling to get their Liverpool defenders in or Liverpool players in, you've sorted it. You can maybe, like, have, you have a transfer there that you could, I wouldn't say burn, but what's the app? Like, what's be loosey-goosey with it almost? Mm. So that's like an option maybe that you could mess with. The fact that you're already sorted, I would just kind of, yeah, move on, man. You've got your three Liverpool there's no reason to doubt them. They're three great options. Like The whole team is... Yeah, I'd probably stick at this stage. You know Van Dijk is in no danger of getting rotated over those two games. You don't think the other two are either at this point, but you never know. But uh, Van Dijk, as I said, can pop up with a goal or two. He could do it what Laporte did last season and uh, score, uh, do a goal. Exactly. Bang a goal. And what he's already done this season. Van Dijk has got a brace to his name this season. <laughs> exactly. So, you know... Conk has a similar question about Firmino. He mentioned Firmino having the most goals for Liverpool away from home this season. But he's worried that he might be rested. Do we think he'll be rested for one of their tw- uh, double game weeks in game week 24? No, not at all. I, I mean, like, so like, if he is, then I don't think it's any more likely for the double game week than it would be for any week. You yeah. know what I mean? There's such a gap between the uh, between the fixtures. There's a full week between that. Like. Yeah, they've no, they've no um, game this yeah. week before. There's no FA Cup games from this uh, week. They're, they're out of the FA Cup. Um, so they have a break so they like there'd be no wait, reason to they are out of the FA Cup they are yeah they got knocked up by Villa the youngsters. yeah that, that was the youngsters one wasn't it yeah yeah. I th- I was I was getting confused like wait that was in December so was that League Cup that can't be FA Cup that no be that has League to be League Cup, Cup. yeah yeah, yeah. without a League Cup either way they have a fucking break between the they're playing Bristol week. City I think alright or Bristol or Shrewsbury I think in the FA Cup but they're definitely rolling out the youngsters that's, yeah. that's the game between that's the game between their two games yeah yeah, basically, so, there is no Champions League. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's not going to be rested because he's not going to play that FA Cup game. I don't think so. I mean, I wouldn't be worried about it. I think he's a, the outside. Like, I talked about how, you know, all the voices offering different opinions on Liverpool. Firmino is probably the, the plan C, if, if yeah. there was one. For people, yeah. like, I wouldn't... I'm not looking that far, but again, it would... If I was looking up at, like, trying to make a massive league, like, kind of gains then I think, you know, that's these are little decisions you'd have to make. In his price bracket, you've got Vardy and you've got Rashford, and I'm not swapping either of those in Game Week 24. So have three. Rashford in Game Week 24 has Burnley at home. That's a great fixture. And Leicester has West Ham at home. So I'm not going to get rid of either of those for Firmino. So it seems have to me... Have three. Yeah. Have three at that price. You don't have three? Yeah. <sighs> I don't Go know. Cra- well, I mean, you're already going mad. You've got Firmino. <laughs> you just got to have three. Yeah. Live live a little, Seamus. That's, Come on, Ned Flanders. Let's that, get this show on the road. That seems like then you're selling KDB or something. to yeah. yeah, so those are kind of the a lot of the Liverpool questions. There are some questions there as well about, for, again, FPL King, his follow-up question was, look, what about the triple captainship in Game Week 24? And Sheehan FPL goes, how do you choose... I think he said, how the fuck do you choose between Mane and Salah in this Game Week 24? This is a family-friendly show, yeah. I'll have you know. Uh, six minutes swear, Jar. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's saying, how do you choose between Mane and, Mane and Salah? I think to just get in. Um, and then how do you choose between them to captain in game of 24 and triple captaincy? What are you doing? Are you doing it in 24? We said this last week. You said you probably were going to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it seems it's like such a nice kind of time to use it in terms of, you know, it's just kind of two Liverpool matches, a nice break between the two. It's they're the, you know unbeaten, all of the things that you could say that I'm sure everyone's heard a million times. It's a total option. If you don't do it, 
you you know you do have it in your back pocket but I mean at the end of the day it's not like it's the be all and end all it's only going to be an extra 10-15 points on top of what you would have got if you just regular captained it so it isn't the be all end all it's I the least would, valuable chip right uh, I don't know I don't. it depends I mean I don't know if you could say it's the least valuable I mean I put a, the, way, the way I would do it is I would say like the wild cards are, uh, the wild cards are the best chips yeah. as in well, they I don't can, even count them as chips because they were always I never counted them as chips yeah, yeah. like I think four or five years ago I um, didn't even realise that they counted as chips so I was like planning to play my wild card and a bench boost in the same week before mm-hmm. I realised and this is after years of playing I thought I knew the rules but I was like oh I didn't realise they were considered chips but they are the most valuable in that you can make the most changes to your team and set yourself up for weeks and regain the most points I think the bench boost will Anything that gets you 15 points from a bench boost is good. Using yeah. a double game, we can just get two, like four points from all four bench yeah. players is 16 points. Well, if you've got a load of chips left by the end of the season, then you know why not use one in the first double game week? Yeah. You know that could be anything. And I think the triple captain, the fact that it's only the essentially the one team is the option because yeah. no one's looking at West Ham. You've got you've got a decent reason. So I'm all for it. I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. It depends. I mean, I'm sure you're looking at it too. Yeah, I think nine points from. A triple captaincy is a good return, yeah. uh, like an extra nine points. So um, I'm 100% using game week 24, and now I have a choice between Mana and Salah. Yeah. Mana and, Mana and Salah. You, yeah, I can't say their t- names together. Well, it's that's just, why I thought Mana was the perfect Mala. compromise. It's got to be one of Mala. Mm. Um, yeah, and I definitely think you got to use it 24 because I think the longer you wait as the season goes on, you could be affected by rotation in later ga- double game weeks in the season. And... Um, that's what yeah. I mean by in terms of this is the simplest week to play it because you know you have all the information in front of you. That's not going to be too, dr- you know, that's not going to be too drastically changed between yeah. now and twenty four. Whereas you don't know what you're going to be looking at in the in the thirties. Yeah, and we've been waiting pretty much two seasons to play a triple captaincy chip on Salah or you know a Liverpool attacker. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm going Salah, for it. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, well, we've been waiting for Salah, but Mane now has decided yeah. he's just as good as Salah. So yeah, very much. So. Um, Getting back to this game week a bit more, FPL Rossi has asked, best captain pick this game week, okay? Um, he's also asked, do you guys think there's much ground to be gained by holding the bench boost for a uh, double game week or will rotation probably feck it up anyway? I think he's talking about, and he may not be, but I think he's talking about using the bench boost in later game weeks. Yeah, he is. It sounds like um, or, you know, later double game week, like yeah. in game week. But that's more than likely going to be like game week 37 or maybe 35. Or, or I definitely like saving the bench boost for later in the season just because I love yeah. getting 15 players playing twice. That's like something that wasn't possible 12 years ago and now is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's kind of class. So I look forward to that every year. And if it's possible via double game weeks and whatnot, I'll always do it. So definitely hold on to that because that's a bit of a, you know. Yeah. I definitely agree. As I said, yeah. I think you can get 16 points or more. Off. Anything over 16 points of that is a good result, but you know, I think less. And it's more likely to not get that on a single game week score. I would wait for later on the season. I think you can make ground on it if you do it right, but the later double game weeks, if there's double game weeks, there could be multiple. Yeah. In game week 34, for example, or 37, yeah. I try and do it in the 34 one even regardless of the fixtures. Whichever one is less likely to have rotation because there's always four of the, your starting 15 that game week that doesn't play one of those games. But do, you know, yeah, wait and, for your... And centre-backs are usually less likely to rotate than full-backs in these things as well. But but cross that bench boost bridge yeah. when you come to But what about captain pick for this week? He's looking at captain picks for this game week. What do you think? Well, spoiler alert, uh, we're going to be doing our hot shots and puck fathers, but... Will we save it for then? 
yes, you know what, FBL Rossi, I have first pick of the hot shots this week, and I dedicate it to you. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll save it for then. Um, FPL Uncorked has asked, um, are we overlooking Neil Mopay's short-term potential? Potential. Villa at home, Bournemouth away, West Ham at home. Oddly enough, we've almost covered this because you have got Mopay and you were saying for him and his. And I've been eyeing that up a few weeks, uh, Kian. I'm not just copying you, I swear. I swear to God. Mm. Uh, I think FPL Ferry was also kind of saying, yes, keep overlooking that. But there's no form for Mopay really, other than he's scored goals earlier this season. Brighton haven't been good attacking so much. I got Mopay in two, three weeks ago and I got him out the next week for him and his. And Mopay ain't done jack shit in no. two weeks and they were two decent enough fixtures um, well maybe one of them was anyway. like last week I thought maybe he could do something yeah. but uh, they do have some nice fixtures coming up if it's price dependent did I say dependent yeah if mm. it's if it's price dependent I'd have no problem with Malpe I think he's he looks like to be nailed off for the start for the you know their, their first 11 I know Connolly kind of can can play there but I think uh, he's pretty much nailed on. Yeah, I, I was, think he's a good option. You have him, like, so yeah. No, well, I was point one off of going for Calvert Lewin. Would you have gone for Calvert Lewin ahead of Mapa? I was considering both of them, but Calvert Lewin went up last week, so the decision was made for me. Um, yeah, I think I would have still went for Mape. I think if I was going for Calvert Lewin, I would have done it a few weeks ago, but just for the short term, because I probably want to come off double Liverpool midfield. I do think that I will want to switch to double Liverpool defence and one midfielder come game week 27 26 27 or 28 mm. and I'll be transferring one of Salah Mane out depending on who's in better form and upgrading my defender because mm. I think the clean sheets are here to stay but I don't know about the high scoring games I'm I just want to attack these game weeks so when I do that and I free up some cash depending if I sell Salah again then Mope will invariably change to someone better as well but for right now you're all happy with the Mope happy with the Mope moped. yeah the Mope Moped the Mope said moped. It. Yeah, yeah perfect boom this is this is. Perfect. you can have that one lads that's no no year's. we're saving that uh, for the, we're, we can we're use claiming it too. it's for everyone oh, yeah, but we're claiming that we want royalties okay fair enough patent pending okay. uh, Tom Ariarty has asked is dropping Vardy for Rashford a good move after game week 23 so this is what I said earlier some people have come off Vardy last week because he you know blanked a couple and you know, he's quite pricey. They wanted Aguero. I think uh, let the next four weeks be the judge of that. If Vardy picks back up a bit of form between away to Burnley at home to West Ham and away to Wolves the, the week after Chelsea, then you'll have your answer. And if not, you'll have your answer that way too. I just think he's earned at least another three or four weeks to, to even consider it. Uh, I would say I definitely want him for that West Ham game in game week 24, so I don't know why you'd get rid of him ahead of that. Well, he was saying after it, wasn't he? He was saying after game week 23, oh. so he, he's keeping him for his Burnley game. He's probably looking at Firmino or something like that, then, is he? Is no, he, he said he wants for Rashford. Oh, no, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Rashford has just as good a game in game week 24, so he obviously likes their three home games in the next four, Burnley, Wolves, and Watford. That's, yeah. They're good games for Rashford. I mean... I don't know, Wolves usually do well against uh, big teams and they held United in in uh, in the FA Cup game uh, like last week or so. Why are you worried about Wolves? Rashford is playing Wolves in game week 25. Oh, the week after. Sorry, I'm yeah. still looking at game no, week just 24. Sound, like, yeah. 24 yeah, is good, after? but like Watford in game week 27 isn't an easy one as, as much anymore. Chelsea away could be tough and then 25 could be tough as well I only really see the 24 game no I'm with you I mean like I'm considering downgrading Rashford if I did want to go with the double midfield just because I can <laughs> but uh no and if I... you've got a good alternative you said you'd go to Ings and that Ings is on fire so oh, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, no, I think Vardy, you'd be mad to get rid of him before game week 24. A home, to, a home fixture against West Ham. And Leicester, you know, they've just lost to Southampton and they're going to want to fucking uh, pick up a bit of steam again. And I think the Burnley match could fucking give him uh, a bit of blood, a bit of blood, less, you know, blood yeah. tasting. What's that called? <laughs> uh, blood taste thirst. of blood. Blood thirst. Blood thirst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say blood that lust. I think that Vardy is probably more likely to continue scoring goals throughout the rest of the season than Rashford. I can see Rashford going on a, a drought. He does have penalties, though. He does have penalties. Vardy's penalties. No, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying, like, yeah. they can kind of help you get out of that drought. That's true. That's true. Um, no, I'm happy to stick with Vardy. I think he's a set and forget. I don't want to move him. You could go trying to chase value. You're trying, you're trying to get an edge there, Tom, that I think won't prove to be that much of an edge. They're around the same price, really. They're about nine. Well, I suppose Vardy's nearly 10 now I suppose so I guess maybe there's a few shekels to be made there I don't like it Tom that's all I'll say Uh, and the last question is a double question from Liam and he has asked after a poor game week I think I'm going to use my wild card what are our thoughts on rotating goalkeepers what's his twitter handle his Twitter handle is at FPL Beer Lover. Right, you got to get that shit out there. Yeah. People might go, that's an amazing question. And I know I you asked that because I wrote it down wrong and I wrote down our yeah, handle on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but then I just realized, no, that's at FPL Beer Lover. Yeah. Um, yeah, He um, he's also asked, he's going to Germany next month. Have you ever been? And if so, have you any recommendations? Well, you've been to Germany a ton of times. I have. And I was in Germany. Munich just before Christmas. Yeah. I have the fortunate experience of being uh, in love with a German woman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been to Germany many times, and uh, yeah, what was the question about Germany? Um, have you have you been, and have you any recommendations? Like in general, or just, just as in in general, like maybe where to visit, what beers to drink, you know, what to see. Prostitutes. Yeah, that would be, no. <laughs> the red light district. <laughs> the red light district. No, um, I'm a. I mean, all I've ever really done in Germany is drink. So, yeah, beer-wise, just stick local. Classic, you know? I mean, there's breweries every fucking 10 minutes in Germany. So, we're everywhere. There's going to be so, like, some So, just ask beer. for a local beer that yeah. the barman might recommend. Yeah, they do. They do loads of weird local shit. And it's, you know, before all this, uh, what's this, IPA shit, craft beer, yeah. uh, you know, kind of kicked in. This is uh, this is the traditional kind of yeah. local stuff. But yeah, that would be my my recommendations for Germany. What about you? You were in Munich. I was in Munich, but I just got wanker drunk for about forty eight hours, yeah. so I can't really remember much of it. And I don't think don't get lost. I kind of got lost there one night in Munich, and it took us a while to find the the pub. So yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. speaks English there, really, so they'll all help. So don't learn German. Don't, helpful. don't engage with the culture. Uh, all of that stuff. Just stick to yourself and drink some local beer. Just go to a beer hall and yeah. yeah. But go on. What was the first part? Of that um, he's thinking of using his wildcard this week, so I hope that goes well, Liam. But he wants to know our thoughts on rotating keepers. I think he seems confident enough with the rest of his team. He only needs advice on the keepers. Do we like rotating goalkeepers? I think there's a couple of cheap options out there right now. If I wanted to rotate, like the likes of McCarthy and uh, like the fact you can get in on there for four point three. If you can just have a four point five mid uh, goalkeeper or you know someone that started like that and uh, four point three, maybe a rotation. I don't know. I don't have any rotation like specifics in my brain. Have you? Uh, not particularly. One that I have been hearing about because I haven't been looking at it. Yeah. But if I was wildcarding, I definitely think having rotating goalkeepers for the second half of the season could be a good idea because you're going to have double game weeks coming up and you want two playing keepers. That's good. So That's my, a good point. my subkeeper is McGovern and that means I'm going to have to use a transfer at some stage to bring in a keeper for double game weeks. And 
I'm probably going to just do that on my wildcard. Yeah. So if you're using wildcard now, maybe get in early and just have someone sitting there that you're not going to play, but who rotates well. So you're going to be looking at home and away fixtures. I haven't looked at those since the start of the season. What I would say is I do know that Sheffield United and Southampton rotate quite rotate quite well. So um, like if you've gone for uh, who did you have McCarthy? McCarthy for and I have Henderson. So if you combine both our keepers then you have kind of blue fixtures on the ticker. Southampton are playing Wolves at home this week and Southampton are in brilliant form. I nearly fancy them against Wolves this week. Uh, you could also go Sheffield United this week away to Arsenal who are missing Aubameyang. That could be good. So they both have decent fixtures this week. The following week when Sheffield United play Man City at home, you've got Southampton against Crystal Palace who don't score a whole lot of goals. Then you've got Sheffield United against Crystal Palace the following week when Southampton are playing Liverpool. So, you know, you're avoiding City and Liverpool there. And then... You know, you've got what the next two games. Lots, lots of mm. good fixtures there. So I think I like those two for the next five at least. But after that, long term, you want to do an, a bigger analysis on it. I also think there's like some solid options that are you don't need to have rotating uh, keepers for. I mean, you mentioned the, the double game weeks, but I mean, exception of the bench boost, I don't think you need to worry about having two keepers for the double game week. In regards to like a Foster, he's nailed. Uh, Matty Ryan is nailed. McCarthy's your budget option. He he seems nailed. So I mean, like you have options that I wouldn't be doing double the double goalkeepers between now and the end of the season. I don't think there's need for it. You know, injuries aside, even like I think you can get in on Martins for four point one if you wanted a, a backup playing keeper. No, they've got um, they're buying Randolph. Well, yeah, I know, but. Yeah, till then. <laughs> I know yeah, I was that. They already bought him, but yeah. yeah. Until then, uh, it, it, they already had Randolph, didn't they? I think they just signed him. I don't think he'd been training or anything like but that. Before, like a couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. S- yeah, they sold him in the bottom yeah, back. I yeah. was wondering that. I was like, I'm pretty sure Randolph. It's a good thing they played. did because Fabianski's injured. We don't know how long Fabianski's even going to be out for. He yeah. could be back after two or three weeks. That was a kick in the teeth for anyone that jumped on him ahead of the double game week. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. was. And there was a few people that were kind of on the Friday night hoping for a nice dull nil all so they could get, you know, Lundstrom points and uh, Fabianski points. So unlucky. I mean, that was because the worst thing about that is that's after screwing up people's plans. Who oh, are, yeah, that's a transfer. Boom. Yeah, but now people are saying the moves they're going to make to get in Salah or Mane or whoever is going to cost them a minus four all of a sudden because they've no backup goalkeeper. A lot of people have button. Yeah. It's okay you now if you've got like Pope as your backup keeper, but not mm. many people do. Well, I would be one of those people because as I said, Liam, I wouldn't really be advocating... Uh, too much money in your goalkeepers right now. I think you can get by on a four million dead keeper and uh, a, a solid under cheap under five million. And know? I disagree. I think if you're going second half of the season wild card, have two playing keepers. Someone that you think is going to be a good option for when there's blank game weeks. The reason I think uh, McCarthy's a good option for Henderson is because in game week thirty one, I believe when Sheffield United are playing Man United. Henderson is going to be ineligible to play against his parent club, so yeah. he won't be able to play. And that's where McCarthy uh, for Southampton can come in. I think yeah. they have a nice fixture in 31, but I don't have it on the top of my head now. Well, I stand by what I said. Everyone but Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is the drunk tank. It was an extended drunk tank because there was so much Liverpool questions in this. There but, uh, was. Everyone's fucking got red dread. I said it again, Seamus. It's, it's become a tank. But yeah, and we've already got the mini league out of the way. So I guess that only leaves us time to get our balls to the wall. All right, balls to the wall. I guess we start with last week's results. We do, we do. You smashed me. I think I know why. <laughs> I think there might be one one reason why. Oh, absolutely smashed me. Well, neither of my picks came in. I had first pick, I went with Vardy, five points. He came in. 
Yeah, <laughs> my second pick was Mane, three points. I have eight points. Both your players outscored that. Yeah. Yeah. Individually. Yeah, individually. Aguero had twenty, so you were right on the money with Aguero. I didn't even go for Kevin De Bruyne. I'm some sap. Yeah. And um, <laughs> my your second pick was Rashford, twelve. So you thirty two to eight. Yeah. You know that's a rugby score. I reckon that's why Steve got Aguero in. He listened yeah. to the episode and he was like, "You should you take credit what? for all Steve's good work." That's my plan. Yeah, um, yeah. So, congrats on that. That was a big win. It turns out though that you are not, um, you know, the striker whisperer that we thought you might I be. No, and Goldrick um, mm. went off early. I actually didn't even check. I should have checked this. I I'm checked. pretty sure he he lasted sixty minutes yeah, before coming two. off. So he, he got, got two. two. Um, I went for Ishmael Asar, and he got six. He got an assist and obviously the clean sheet. So uh, six points for Ishmael Asar, who I brought in my draft team, which was actually quite good as well. Um, so oh, and I got draft. In draft, uh, I traded uh, Sterling for Aguero yeah. with Keane, uncorked, oh, at, at nice. a field uncorked only two weeks ago. So I, I got uh, all his lovely 20 points this week. Oh. It was very nice. It was very nice. Um, There's a bit of Ned Flanders for you. There you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the um, Breed Sheets, I won that as well. By default, I backed to the guy I put in. I transferred him in. Size, two points, but it's better than your Rico Blank, who didn't even play. And they played yeah. Ake left back uh, last week, presumably because he was pace. But um, Bournemouth I... tried to pass the ball out, trying to pass the ball out from the back, and a bit of pressing from Watford was enough to undo him. I think I had more uh, more drugs in me last week than I realized. <laughs> but uh, yeah, did smash it. Got Aguero. I was happy one of us uh, had some kind, some kind of like we didn't completely forget Man City. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you you smashed into that. I was just I didn't know what way they were going to line up, and I didn't know what was going to happen in the FA Cup. So uh, yeah, I let uh, my Ned Flanders personality, I let fear rule my heart last week and didn't get in on any Man City. But let's see if you managed to change it this week, Seamus. Uh, I had first pick. You'd first pick. You didn't even have first pick last week. I think second pick is probably the new first pick. I I think I've beat you on your serve more often than not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I have first pick this week and as I said, this goes out to FBL Rossi. He said, who do I think will be the best captain shout this week? And yeah, no, I've gone with Very. I think you went KDB first. I'm pointing at KDB here. Oh, okay. No, I have gone KDB. I was wondering. I was like, Vardy. <laughs> and a way match first. No, KDB. Yeah, KDB. Yeah, no, no. Every week with this. I, I don't know. I never remember it. I just do it an hour before we record. Yeah, uh, yeah no, KDB. Um, I think uh, home match against City. He's pretty unstoppable. Nine points against uh, uh, Aston Villa, which... I don't think you can throw your nose up at, and I don't see why he won't be able to do. Did you see his pass? I mean, I don't want to spend too oh, long on it. Second, the second yeah. assist he got. Yeah, that, unreal. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, he's the best player uh, I think this week for me. I don't think it matters if he's playing deep. No. You know, some I'm seeing uh, like some podcasts. I think the Art of Dive actually every week just put puts out there, but he's playing deep <laughs> oh. everything every week, and he's still getting like goals and assists and stuff like that. So um, yeah, there it doesn't really matter. He's no. too good. He's uh, he's my he'd be my captain. And it's league. weird because the last two seasons when Man City have won the league, Liverpool players won player of the league, uh, player of the year, like Van Dijk last year and Salah the year before. And I think Kevin De Bruyne should win it this year, player of the year, even though Liverpool are going to win the league. I don't uh, know what your thoughts on that are, but that's a different story. It's a different. Yeah, that's question. we'll save that for a different part. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. So you went Kevin De Bruyne. I had next pick, and uh, yeah, I so I agreed with you in the um, Man City pick. I've gone for Aguero. After his hat trick, uh, I think he'll be super confident, bang and form, no chance of being dropped. So I'm going for Aguero. My second pick, and this is brought a full circle from back in the time when he was one of our Puck Fadas, 
many, many weeks ago, closer to the start of the season. Danny Ings is now a hotshot material. So I've made Danny Ings a hotshot pick for this week against Wolves. I think uh, I just he's in so he's so confident, such good form. You resting Wolves this week? Oh yeah, Wolves can't. Well, yeah, no, I'm not playing him. I only brought him in as I said that was a one week punt, and he's going to sit on my bench. Um, Wolves just can't keep clean sheets. They can't keep clean sheets, even when it seems nailed on like last week against uh, Newcastle. Can't keep clean sheets, and if they're not keeping a clean sheet. Like you see goal alert Southampton goal. Yeah. You know well, you don't know. I was surprised to see Armstrong. I was like, oh that that was weird. Well it didn't give the assist on live score for a while. So I was like, yeah. motherfucker, I bet you this is Danny Ings assist. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh yeah, so I'm back in Ings to get at least a goal against Wolves. Um So you're two probably probably what? wreck him now, but anyway. Aguero and Ings and um your second pick was the man you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I alluded to him already. Vardy. Yeah, no, I think Vardy and KDB are the best two. Uh, picks this week anyway to be yeah, yeah look, look, Fardy will probably smash it this week because it's always when you think uh, it's a bit tougher this week maybe he won't score he's plus been... Burnley are looking shit Burnley looking super shit yeah super shit like, but they do re- play deep and Fardy does thrive in space and behind I remember saying this like last season in the second half of last season going oh, I'm not sure about Burnley here now I think Burnley will stifle Vardy and Vardy still smashed in two goals so yeah, yeah he probably will smash it this week Um, not selling him you know? No, no, fuck no. Whether you captain or not, though, that's that's the big question. Yeah, yeah. So you um to answer Rossi's earlier question, you KDB. think Kevin Kevin De Bruyne is the best uh, captain choice this mm. week? Um, mm. yeah. I mean, you could always just go. I'm kind of tempted to go Liverpool, just, one of my Liverpool players. Yeah. Just because I think United have got away with it against Liverpool, like for the last I don't know how many seasons, and I think they're just due to get us get get smashed. Well, I don't know. They didn't get away with it in the first fixture of the season. They outplayed Liverpool. Oh I mean, yeah, that's it wasn't what I mean. Liverpool yeah. we see every week. But that's but. what I mean. I think Liverpool are showing so much respect that United aren't getting tough game. Like I mean, United came at Liverpool that game, but I think a lot of that had to do is like that wasn't the Liverpool we'd seen all season. Yeah, I don't yeah. think this is anything, especially that United were doing that stifled them. I just think Liverpool are almost too respectful. And this is at Anfield. And this so, is at Anfield, so I yeah. think uh, Liverpool could come for blood. And uh, I think you know Salah. I don't think has ever scored against United, as far as I'm aware. I think it could be a time for Salah to finally get his first goal against United. Oh, but I can't do it. As a United fan, I can't back Salah or Mane to score. So I think I'm probably going to captain Kevin De Bruyne as well. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah. well, you have both of them now. Or I could just go balls deep on Mopé now and just captain him against Aston Villa. I don't see a single thing wrong with that, James. Yeah. You have my endorsement. He may have uh, Tammy Abraham. I'm not sure. If he does, back him against Newcastle. Because Chelsea, Tammy Abraham? Rossi. I'm not oh, sure if he has him or yeah. not. If he does have him, I, I, something in my head is saying he does because I've seen his team recently. You think away to Newcastle? Um, well, Chelsea are much better away from home. Tammy scores a lot more of his goals away from home, and uh, Newcastle are still, you know, suffering from a lot of injuries. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, uh, they were very fatigued a couple of game weeks ago. Now, they seemed okay better this weekend, although they were quite defensive when they got the goal. But yeah, I'd still back teams to smash uh, Newcastle. So those would be my picks. Uh, I'd no. I'd first pick in the Pop Fada. Yes, yep, that's right. Yep. And uh, I, no shock. I'll just back my boy Mopé. I've mentioned him a few times. I don't need to go into any more. 2.3% owned. Yeah. Your 5. pick? 5.8 still, isn't he? He's 5.8. Yeah, Good price. It's a great price. Uh, my pick, you're going to have to point that thing at me. Oh yeah, Lacazette. I think with Aubameyang's red card this week, uh, Lacazette's going to be playing up front, which we did anyway uh, in, the, in the last match. But... A home match against Sheffield United. I think Arsenal look much better under Arteta. They seem to have a bit of swagger back. Not too much. It is a, it is a puck fella because he's only owned by less than 5%. Uh, but I think, yeah, fuck it. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I could really ad, like kind of advocate people ripping up teams to get uh, Lacazette in, but 
If you are, but you're you backing him this week. To this week something. at home against Sheffield United, I think. Uh, I think Arsenal. Well, the puck fodder picks kind of they don't always have to be like who we recommend getting in for the next three yeah. to five game weeks. Sometimes you, I just look at them as uh, like a bookies once off punt. Yeah, kind of exactly. go. Yeah, look, Lacazette could be good to score this week. What are his upcoming fixtures like? They're not bad. No, as I'm saying, 23. So tough one in gaming 24, which is going to be annoying when you have the the Liverpool double and United and but Arsenal, Leicester with nice. Fixtures. I know they lost to Chelsea in game week uh, a few weeks ago, and they're playing them again in game 24. But they should have really won that. You know, they were ahead for a large force of game. Now they folded, but that's not really. Art- I think Arteta is doing decent things with them although I think people are overstating how it looked like they have a bit of swagger back I wouldn't say yeah. that they're back to you yeah. know being dangerous but you're willing you're, you're going okay look they're they're getting some results and they look better to just watching them to just yeah. look better pressing more yeah, yeah pressing more but you know the Chelsea one is definitely a blip I mean I agree with you maybe it won't be as as drastic as it looks when you're looking at it on the ticker but Sheffield United Chelsea Burnley Newcastle Everton uh, Newcastle Everton and Sheffield United all at home they're not bad fixtures, man. They're not bad. I'm mm-hmm. I'm still sticking away from Arsenal yeah, for another while. Uh, like, yeah, if they do look better, maybe game twenty six onwards. I'm again targeting Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm targeting Newcastle all season, and they're better than I just give them credit for. I think Newcastle, I, but I think they're massively overperforming their expected, you know, uh, like goals and uh, their expected goals against. I think they're just massively overperforming those. So I just see regression coming second half of the season at some stage and. Yeah, well, we'll have Some to get there when we get there. Final section is the Breen sheets, which are our clean sheet section for players five million or under. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won last week by default because your player did play. But uh, my first pick, I've gone for Reese James for Chelsea. I like that. I like that yeah. pick. I mean, I don't think he's a rotation risk. Is he? I mean, he must be a bit of. He a could one. be because Aspilqueta could go right back yeah. if you wanted to bring in Ederson or uh, not Ederson Emerson, Emerson yeah. or uh, Alonso. But he doesn't seem to like Alonso and he's gone off um, Emerson now at this point. So I think... He fits the bill, man. When you look yeah. at Mount and Tammy Abraham, uh, Reese James just fits that bill in terms of a young player who looks fucking quality. He looks first-team quality yeah. at the moment. He's not and afraid he, to get forward. No, and he had a great game. And uh, yeah, no, he picked up an assist, I believe, he last week. He an assist last week for uh, Tammy Abraham, which the keeper really should have saved. Yeah, big time. That was a Pope fuck-up. Yeah, Pope fucked up big time there. But, uh, but we're, we're both off him now, so we can criticise Pope. Exactly, um, but no, I think Reese James is actually could be a, quite a shrewd uh, brain sheet this week. Well, you've gone for a keeper. I have. I've gone for the glove with the most love, and that's Matty Ryan. I don't even know if I went for Brighton. Last, no, I went for Bournemouth last week, so we're we're fine. I haven't broken any rules. Yeah, whole match against Villa. Um, you said yourself you're kind of rooting for Malpay to bang in a bunch against Villa, and I think maybe Brighton could keep him out. They look pretty. Tootless against City. They now have Wesley injured. I'm not entirely convinced uh, about this. Was it El Ghazi and... Uh, or Al... What, what's your manly play? El Ghazi, Trezeguet? Yeah, El Ghazi, the guy who scored the penalty. And uh, Grealish. They yeah. were two playing up for furthest forward last week. Uh, so I'm not convinced about yeah, that. Yeah, they're missing a striker. And yeah, you're going to see lots of shots. You know, you can imagine Grealish getting lots of shots. So that's save points for... Um... Well, I'll be playing Grealish, so I hope I'm wrong this week. Yeah. And... You know, when you have uh, Grealish in a way match against Brighton, it's definitely not a bad thing. Yeah. But I, I fancy Brighton to win 2-0. Yeah. yeah. So that would be my breach sheet, Seamus. Yeah, not a bad shout. I think I'm going to play Grealish as well. But yeah, I think I, I think Matt Ryan is probably the keeper if I was using a wild card this week. I'd be getting uh, Matt Ryan in. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I guess we can leave it there, folks. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can get us on Twitter, most likely. That's at FBL Hangover. You can also get us at Gmail. That's at FBL Hangover at gmail.com. You can 
Send us an old email gram there. Seamus, you're also on the... What did you call it? What did you call it? The tea machine? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, the, yeah, the tea machine. The tea machine. The tea machine. So, so shit. I don't know. Yeah. We'll cut that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave Why it Why don't in. you want to call it Twitter? I was, make us look I, cool? it, was, it was a flippant joke that oh, I didn't okay. expect. <laughs> Something to spiral out of control. You can find me on Twitter at FPL Drunk. Um, yeah, but fire any questions into me or to at FPL Hangover. Great. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy your Game Week 23 and try not to lose too much sleep over the impending double Game Week 24. Yeah, guys, may your hours be green. God bless.